starting. Hi, it's Sally Kirkman and I'm here with Christina Rodenbeck and we're back talking to you about the month's astrology for um, Sun being in Pisces, um, which is February the 18th to March the 20th. So, hello. Hello. <laughs> Shall we have a little, well, I, I've had um, illness in the last <laughs> month. If we're going to do a bit of retrodiction, I've had a lot of illness um, and I kind of predicted it actually for Scorpio. So I said the Mars Pluto square would wipe Scorpios out. <laughs> so and I got laid laid low with the flu, and then I'm still kind of in recovery at the moment. So my past month hasn't been very exciting, really. It's just been lying on the settee, thinking about things a lot, and still working, thinking, um, thinking, thinking things through. But which is very different to what you've been doing, Christina. Do you want to? Yeah, I've had a lovely time in contrast. I'm, she said, feeling very guilty. You just did that to guilt trip me, didn't you? <laughs> it's Pisces month. <laughs> um, I have been traveling in, I've been to Hong Kong, uh, which was fantastic because it was a work trip. And this is relevant for my fellow Pisces, actually, because... I felt this was an incredible expression of Jupiter in Sagittarius for us this year, which is all about getting out there, traveling, and uh, going a bit more global. So I went global, and and it was great. So I not only was I um, very, very far away in Hong Kong, I was at the top of this incredible tower with this vast view. So it was literally like being on some kind of pinnacle, which is like this Jupiter the Jupiter transit. Um, yeah, and it was really good for me. And I was able to uh, meet a lot of foreign people, which I really enjoyed, mm -hmm. um, which again, is very Jupiter and Sagittarius. Very Jupiter, isn't it? Jupiter, Sagittarius. Though. Yeah. Um, so I'm afraid I had a great month. <laughs> ah, so shoot me. No, that's fine. <laughs> I'm glad one of us did. <laughs> um, and now we are, here we are back in... Rather overcast Oxford. Mm. Yeah. Great day, isn't it? In my gray. shed, mm. surrounded by books and papers and things. Yeah, and uh, here to talk about Pisces. So we should perhaps have a little chat about the last sign of the zodiac, which obviously we have a Pisces in the room. <laughs> I just waft off now. And that, that would be the Pisces thing to do, just stand up and like leave. Um, uh, yeah, it's your birthday month, isn't it? It is my birthday month. So, happy birthday, all the Pisces. Yep. Um, all of us fish are going to... I mean, it, what can I say about Pisces? We're a complex sign. Very complex sign. Uh, and I would love to say that all Pisces are wonderful and spiritual people and very psychic and compassionate and funny and charming, which many of us are, or at least <laughs> try to be. Creative, artistic, uh, creative, imaginative, musical, musical, poetic, and all of that. And mm. it is kind of somewhat true. Mm. Uh, we are like that, many of us. There is a kind of devouring style to Pisces sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I know that if you're in a relationship with a Pisces, you can feel very overwhelmed by them because of the just, they're like a big whale. Um, and I always like to remind myself that both Steve Jobs, founder of Apple, and Rupert Murdoch of News International are mm. Pisces. Mm. 
So this is another kind of style of the Pi- manifestation of Pisces, which mm. is these people with uh, overwhelming, you know, they're, they are media people. Yeah. So they're, uh, Murdoch in particular is interesting because he creates this vast, vast media empire churning out, uh, correct me, you know, I'm sure some of you love it, but churning out a lot of lies. Mm. And that's the other side of Pisces mm-hmm. is this uh, slipperiness. Mm. Fake news, isn't that? Fake news, exactly. Mm. Um, and also, uh, one of the things I was thinking about those two, and then I will shut up, that makes them interesting to me, of these mega billionaires, um, is I can't think of a Murdoch Foundation or a Jobs Foundation, like, for example, the Gates Foundation, mm-hmm. um, or, um, gosh, who's the, who's the other, they, you know, some of these big philanthropists, even Bezos, you know, put money back. And I'm, I don't know, does Murdoch put money back? Does he do anything? Or is he just an, oh, is he just a big void that it all goes into? I don't know. That's quite, <laughs> it's interesting, it's isn't quite, it? Quite a concept, that really. Um, so not so compassionate in some ways. Well, it can go too far. This is the yeah. thing with Pisces for me is, you know, often when I'm thinking about Pisces, boundless is the, is the word. It's boundless. And without boundaries and without, um, you know, a direction to channel that boundless Pisces mm-hmm. energy, it can just go on and on and on and on, mm-hmm. can't it? It can kind of escape and run away and be wild. Um, you know, so there's, there's, that's often a lesson that Pisces, I think, has to learn about. Mm. Where to stop. Where to stop. Where mm. to stop and how to kind of harness the energy. I Yeah, I think the problem for a lot of Pisces is the diffusion of the energy, mm. is the diffuseness. And you can end up, you know, lying around smoking joints and drinking gin mm-hmm. if you're not careful or something much more so. Mm. There's, a, there's a pull to oblivion with the Pisces, mm. which manifests sometimes as, uh, you know, drugs or whatever, uh, or it's a pull to self-loss. Yes, which is, I mean, if, if also we think of it, the opposite sign to Virgo. Mm. Virgo is everything about kind of down to earth, the everyday, the ordinary, the sort of anchor, anchoring in a way, whereas Pisces is the total opposite of that. Yeah, it's about mis- the mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... Is um, Van Morrison, he's not a Pisces, is he? He's a Virgo, I think, in fact. Oh, I don't know. Poetic champions compose and into the mystery. He's, his music, I find, very speaks, verbalizes Pisces mm. themes very well. Mm. Although there are a zillion Pisces musicians, so we shouldn't have to go to a Virgo for that. There um, are. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah that many, many, many. Um, from Chopin to Adam Levine. Okay. From Erica Badu to Nina Simone. Yeah, there's loads. Mm. Um, it's a good profession for Pisces. Yeah, I mean, it's the professions, isn't it? That, you know, the, again, it's something that takes you beyond the everyday. And I think for me, that's another really key issue with Pisces is that it's how to escape the boring side of life, but do it in a way that's beautiful and imaginative, creative, compassionate all the good side, rather than, as you say, lounging around just getting stoned. Mm. So so here we are in the Pisces shed. We're in a shed. Um, oh. And we're looking at Pisces month, and this is one Pisces month, isn't mm. it? I mean, it really is, 
it's kicking in big time and it starts almost straight away um, because there's a full moon. The sun moves into Pisces on the 18th. There's a full moon cutting across the Virgo-Pisces axis. So we've already opened that up a bit on the 19th. And also at the same time as that all is happening, Mercury, the communication planet, has now entered Pisces, where it's going to remain for a long time because it's turning retrograde and it is also conjunct Neptune. Mm. So what's this all about, Christina? Well, I would say a confusion to everybody, um, except for the Pisces, who will just be wallowing around um, enjoying being confused. It's confusing. It's, a, it's you know, the Mercury retrograde... Although it starts on the 6th, we're in the, to the shadow already, like on the 19th, aren't we? Mm. Immediately, we'll go straight mm. to the shadow. And it's making this conjunction to, to Neptune. Mm. So on the plus side, fantastic for listening to music, getting out all your old records, um, actually bring you know, reviving old romances, mm-hmm. um, losing yourself, and enjoying art. You know, I think would say, you know, if you're going to do one thing this month, it would, I would say make every effort to go out and be um, consumed or lost in uh, a concert mm. or a, uh, a book mm. or, um, or a, a movie or a movie or a river mm. or, you know, uh, or the ocean, you mm. know, lose yourself. Mm in the big, in the mystery Mm. this month. You might as well, because if you're going to be trying to forge ahead too much, um, you're not going to get anywhere. Mm. It's a time to meander and wander, (coughs) isn't it? Bless you. Um, It really is. And I think, you know, we're looking at what it means for the star signs. I mean, for Pisces, this is a real soul-searching month, isn't it? It's a month to really go deep and you know, to see yourself through different eyes. Mm, and get to, lost. To, and get lost, yeah. And one of the messages that Pisces has for other people is that uh, getting lost is okay. Mm. It's fine to be lost. Lose yourself mm. every now and then. Because then when you find yourself again, uh, you've learned something. And also, I think, um, kind of following on from that, it's about not knowing. You know, this. I don't think we hold enough store on not knowing. Everybody thinks, "Oh, we've got to know what you're doing. You've got to, you've got to make the decision now." But sometimes that place of I just don't know right now. I don't know where I'm going, or I don't know how this is going to work out. And just allowing time to take you somewhere and see where that place of not knowing leads. I have one more to say to you on that, which is Brexit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, we're going out. Not knowing. Not knowing, exactly. That (laughs) that is where Brexit is, is in the land of not knowing. Yeah. And it will remain there, probably, for this period. And that's actually, I find that a bit depressing. So you have to just put that aside and and stop thinking about it because it's too depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Let's think about more on a personal level. Yes. Um, So this full moon and the Mercury-Neptune... I mean, for me, Virgos, we've got to talk about what's happening with Virgos because this is this is ripe for love affairs, isn't it? And and relationships that kind of take you to a new realm. It's transcendent stuff. Mm. It could be a love affair. It could be a relationship. It could be a romance. It might be a teacher. It mm. might be someone who comes into your life who just opens up your eyes to a completely, you know, new way of looking at the world. 
feels quite fantastical, I think, for, for Virgos, mm. what's happening. Um... Yeah, and I think that Gemini also should, you know, this is very interesting for Gemini this month. Mm-hmm. It's incredibly high-powered in terms of your career and your life direction. May, you know, it, the the full moon might be quite helpful with that, but this whole Mercury retrograde for Gemini's is going to be about changing direction with your career, I think, or having some thoughts about not knowing what direction your career is going. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, we have got the full moon on the 19th, but this the new moon is on the 6th of March, mm. which falls the day after Mercury's turned retrograde, which is actually the 5th. Um, and also this new moon is conjunct Neptune. Mm. So that, for me, is a real peak for what you're talking about with Gemini. Confusion. I mean, this... <laughs> Yeah, it's it's kind of, I think almost it's like if something new opens up, then you need time to let it settle, to play around with it, to decide whether it's the right thing. It's not a, it's really not a month to rush into no, absolutely decisions, not. is it? It's a month for wallowing and allowing yourself to wallow. Mind you, all the other planets are still in direct motion as well. So mm-hmm. there is one, it seems to me also, there's like one side of one's life, which mm-hmm. will be this wallowing. Mm. Yeah, the whole, and the whole all this Pisces energy, and another side which will still be steaming ahead. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, what about Sagittarians? Mm. I was just about to say the same because it's the mutable signs that are going to be more in this meandering, wallowing. Mm. I think, isn't it? Yeah, the mutable signs for Sagittarius. It's it's home, family, it's roots, it's connections. Mm. So it could be a very emotional and sentimental month. You could find yourself being pulled back to the past, and that full moon right at the beginning on the 19th for Sagittarians is just going to remind you that there is a you know there is stuff out there there is a world out there and there's stuff for you to strive towards even if your family and home are very consuming a lot of your energy this month mm-hmm. um yeah because mm, also for you know Sagittarius this could be a month when you're needed more at home as well yeah it's necessary it's kind of you need to care for other people look after other people you need to be there more than usual for the ones you love um as well so it may be more difficult therefore to follow you know your own goals um during this period in particular Mm. i'm just thinking about my sister who is a sagittarian and she lives in california and um she has got I think she's they've got flood warnings flood warnings about mudslides at the moment um I'm just putting that out there well <laughs> because that a... is quite a thing with the Neptune going across the bottom of the chart isn't it yeah and it's you know the Mercury retrograde phases often bring extreme weather yeah um so we've got Mercury retrograde in Pisces from March the 5th to March the 28th and I did notice that I was looking back at when this happened previously. I think it was 2014. And floods. that we had major floods, mm. major floods. I mean, towns almost got cut off, um, you know, and roads mm. disappeared. So, I mean, that is, you know, it, it, this is water, isn't it? This yeah, is like yeah. a deluge. This is Furthermore, with this particular Mercury retrograde, conjunct Neptune in Pisces, you know, that's water, water, water there. Mm. It's still kind of squaring Jupiter, isn't it? Mm. Um, so that makes the whole thing even more extreme. Mm. So I would suggest, you know, it's very easy to say there'll be floods, but I would suggest, you know, especially for Sagittarians, you know, you may find the water levels rise. Mm. Uh, it could just be the emotional 
bubble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sentimental. So what about the other water signs? I think this is mm-hmm. Cancer and Scorpio, because this is going to be an interesting month for both of them, really. They're their element is strong, really strong. It's kind of flowing, in flow. Um, so for cancer, this is going to be, I mean, this is your, this is dreams, isn't it? This is really going out into the world. Mm. It's um, wanting to expand your horizons. So it's a wonderful time for cancerians, I think, to travel, to study something new, to get hold of new ideas. This is a time not to be a kind of stay-at-home cancerian, actually. It's the opposite. Um, it's the opposite, and really use this creativity. Use your imagination to broaden your horizons and line up some, you know, big dreams for while there's all this Jupiter Neptune mm-hmm. vibe going on throughout the year. Yeah, think really, really huge, and don't be confined. You know, um, and I think actually some Cancerians may be finding this energy, this very expansive energy, a little bit tricky to deal with because it's so huge. Mm. You know, it's a kind of overwhelming. And I think one piece of advice might be to allow, you know, to accept that it's overwhelming, Mm -hmm. you know, and then allow yourself to dissolve into that dream world a Mm. little bit. Mm. Um, Scorpios, of course, is actually rather lucky. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you're lucky. Uh, You know, you're... (laughs) Lucky in two ways. I mean, the money luck is very good for Scorpios this year's any this year anyway. Yeah, with Jupiter and Sagittarius in the money sector. And then when the sun's in Pisces, that's a very lucky mm. angle for you. Mm. Uh, so and then and that sun is sort of magnified rather by the Neptune. Mm. It's like you when you see the sun through water, it mm. gets bigger. So a good month to trust your intuition. Yeah, I think for Scorpios. And also to think about, you know, what you want to give birth to, because this Mm. is the fifth house of creativity. I mean, it can be, you know, it can be news of a pregnancy. It can be an actual birth, but it's also what you give birth to, how you express yourself as well. Um, You know, how you use your skills and talents. So that's where to to put the creativity, to put the imaginative feel and Mm. ideas for Scorpio very much. Yeah, especially after the new moon. I would suggest, you know, that is that moment. If you're, and also, you know, if Scorpio is trying to get pregnant, please go for it this month. Yeah, it's a huge month. For, I mean, it's really lucky for pregnancy, um, or you know, fruitful. Let's put it that way. Mm. So that's after the six, you know, around that new moon on the sixth of March. Um, let's see who else. I, Leo's, of course, are going to be working really hard this month, aren't they? And uh, what else? Uh, Leo, actually, one thing to mention to Leo is just at money. The, is money exactly? Let's talk about money. <laughs> mm, because actually, I think you know that this. I think you need to also be a bit careful with money yep. for Leos. Don't get into debt. And Aquarius too. Yeah. This the Leo Aquarius axis. This is picking up your money sectors, and it's slippery astrology. Mm. You know, money could easily slip through your fingers. Um, during this period and also with mercury retrograde traditionally not the time to make major investments or Mm. big spends and and there may be a pull to do that there may be a real desire to do that i think Um, be very careful magnified yeah i really agree with you especially leo's Mm. not to make you you, if you hear about something that's too good to be true it is Mm. yeah and also just wait until mercury not just until mercury goes direct for a good chunk after Mercury goes direct. So into April, actually. Yeah. Um, 
furthermore, I mean, this is just for everybody, really. It's this Mercury retrograde is not really not one to be purchasing expensive stuff mm. because it's really illusory the whole thing it is you know this is it's it's a real kind of rip off mercury retrograde or fraud mm. you know as we were saying this is the other side of pisces is the lies mm. you know mm. people might be lying yeah um uh, uh, you were saying aquarians weren't you i agree aquarius is another one where you could end up spending a lot of money on something that's not as valuable as it appeared to be yeah yeah to be really careful around that Ooh, that was a sort of big warning, wasn't it? It was a big warning. Ooh, I'm sound, I thought we were sounding quite kind of sepulchral there. <laughs> be careful with your money. But do. <coughs> be careful with your money. Which is interesting because Taurus is the sign that rules money. Yeah. And the other big astrology this month, I mean, there's all the Pisces stuff going on, Mercury retrograde. But Uranus, mm. planet of change, moves into Taurus, finally, for the next seven years on March the 6th. Hooray! <laughs> so it was there last year from May to November. We got a little bit of a flavour of Uranus in Taurus. Um, and now it's back there for the next seven years. Mm. And this is really key astrology as well for, for what's happening. Um, that affects Aries and Taurus particularly because it's leaving Aries. Yes. So goodbye at last. You probably You may have had quite a lot of fun with this or been overly agitated by it yeah i i actually i think uranus in aries i think well it brings change to your life unexpected um but also it's the it is it's you know it's the revolutionary it's the activist it's the protester and aries is great at that mm. so i think it stirred things up for a lot of aries if you've you know joined in a group over the last seven years that's changed your life and you know you're rousing to do this and the other um, Uranus and Aries, they're, they, they're a good fit, aren't mm. they? They are, but they're not necessarily productive of anything at all, except a lot of words. Just a little blather. Yeah. Uh, now we're going <laughs> to get... Hot air. Now we're going to get into actually doing stuff. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's going to happen. Um, I'm excited. I hope that, you know, that this means we are actually going to start saving the planet with really innovative ideas. For example, possibly the Green New Deal. Mm. Um, is a precursor to this yeah um so yeah it's exciting it's for taurians it's exciting because it gives you this blast of electrical energy yeah so if you're born you know uh april 23rd early uh taurus you're going to feel this right away mm. when you can you suddenly feel inspired you know mm. it's a wake up mm. and it's very exciting yeah and Taurians can sometimes get stuck in a rut, can't they? Yeah. Let's face it, you don't, it's a sign that doesn't particularly like change. But here comes Uranus, go with it. Yeah. Seriously, go with it. Don't hold on tight. This is not the time to be holding on tight. And furthermore, it's going to be making very nice aspects to Capricorn. Yes, it is. You know, so all those Capricorns have had a lot of very heavy weather going on mm. for a long time and empowering but heavy. Mm. Uh, and suddenly Uranus is going to is coming along to help support actual making actually making practical changes. Yeah. Instead of again, instead of just talking about it. Yeah. And I, for me, Uranus is, um, you know, it's it's the sign that's to do with all things new and modern. Yeah. You know, you can't stay stuck in the past either. Um, and that's what it's doing. It's it is kind of generating change. It's saying, all right, this this is what's 
we've been doing, it's not working out, you know, it's a time to kind of flout convention and, you know, not stick with tradition. It's a time to actually look at doing things new and differently, which is vital in the world right mm. now. And with and, and in Taurus, this is all going to be, this will be about money, right? It will be about electronics because that's Uranus, but it'll be about how we uh, exchange money. It will be about building, the kind of buildings that we live in, the kind of buildings that we're creating. Um, and it'll be about the earth. Yeah, it's so, about food and produce, isn't yep. it? Um, Taurus, it's, I mean, that's that's a key theme of Taurus. What we eat, what the, we... The fruits of the earth. The fruits of the earth, how we grow stuff. Um, so, yeah, a lot of changes in those areas. And at the same time, this month, you know, uh, Mars goes into Taurus. Mm-hmm. So this mm. Mars is is forging ahead in front of Uranus, creating a pathway for for, for Uranus. Mm. In a way. Burning, it's like the burning path mm. that uh, that um, Mars is creating and giving Taurians a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And the other, I think the other planet that's kind of working with this is Venus, mm-hmm. because on March the first. Um, Venus moves into Aquarius, which is Uranus sign, and they're going to be in mutual reception. So the two of them are working together, um, which feels very collaborative to me. It's great for Librans. For Librans. It is great for Librans, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, why do I say that? It's because Uranus will be making a beautiful angle to Libra um, from a very lucky part of the sky. And Venus is also Libra's planet so that this mutual reception also benefits Librans so I would suggest again for Librans who have been having a bit of a tough time Mm. of late many of them because of the they've had Mars in opposition all the way through January which might have been quite feisty yeah until mid-feb until mid-february so you may have been having a lot of challenges Mm. actually people challenging you Mm. this should slacken off this mm. month mm. and you may get a lot more joy and mm. fun come into your life actually yeah and i think finding people you get on with finding people you can team up with and you can yeah. work with possibly aquarians yes as well get together with the aquarians and and start making things happen mm. um, so so is there anything else that we're needing to talk about astrologically no, I mean, we've really addressed a lot of the main things, which are the Uranus into Taurus mm, is huge. Six. Um, and actually, I've, we've talked a lot about this weird wishy-washy undercurrent to the month, mm. which is the whole Pisces thing, which is so important for Pisces and important for the other water signs and important for mutable signs. That is Sagittarius, um, Gemini and Virgo. But some of the other signs just will be, you know, that'll be swishling around you, but it might not actually affect you that much. Mm, true. Um, except, you know, kind of slightly glitchy communications or other people being very vague. Mm. But you may have the opportunity to be kind of forging ahead while everybody else is kind of wallowing a bit. Mm. That's true. And I think also this month it's the lunations that are so powerful, isn't mm. it? The full moon on February the 19th. And the new moon on March the 6th, that's when all the kind of activity gets whooshed, whooshes in. So those are going to be the, the peaks. Those are going to be times to really notice. And then next month, we're going to be back with the equinox. Start of a new year. 
Very exciting. Are we ready for it, do you think? Uh, well, we'll have to see after this Mercury retrograde. I know, you know, I'm planning to just supine. I, I'm going to have a supine march. Agreed. Um, <laughs> Agreed. I think it's a good month to kick back. Yeah. Kick back. Do less, not more. Absolutely. Mm. See you next month. See you soon. Bye. Bye.